kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Over the past few months, two far-right candidates, Georgia Maloney and Jair Bolsonaro, have received a lot of global news coverage in the lead-up to national elections in Italy and Brazil. The outcomes of these elections are worth noting. On September 25, 2022, the country of Italy held a snap election to decide its next ruling party and newest prime minister. In Italy, other than the president, the prime minister is the head of state and the highest elected position in the country. The prime minister also represents the political party with the highest number of popular votes. September's snap election came after the failure of the national unity government in July of 2022. The previous prime minister resigned or quit, and the election was scheduled to appoint new national leadership. In the end, the voters elected the Brothers of Italy party and Georgia Maloney as their first woman prime minister. Maloney represents the far right of Italy's politics, and in her campaign, she opposed both new immigration to Italy as well as equal rights for LGBTQ people and their families. A few weeks after Italy's election, Brazil also held a critical election for its next president. The current president of Brazil is Jair Bolsonaro, another extremely far-right politician. Under Bolsonaro's leadership, the country has moved in a more extreme direction, with political violence against people opposed to the president and more and more of the Amazon rainforest being sold to private companies. His opponent is Lula da Silva, a center-left politician who was previously president in Brazil from 2003 until 2011. At the center of the Brazilian election was one question, what will be the political future of Brazil? On October 5th, 2022, the election results were too close to call. Lula da Silva earned most of the votes with 48.4%, and Bolsonaro came in second with 43.2% of the vote. In the end, neither candidate managed to get the majority, which is over 50% of the vote. So, the country will hold a runoff election on October 31st, 2022. A runoff election helps elect a winner when the original election results were too close to call. In the time in between the two elections, the candidates get more time to campaign and convince new voters to vote for them. In both Italy and Brazil, these recent elections will determine the political future of these countries for years, maybe even decades. Italy has elected its most far-right government since World War II. And in Brazil, the fight between the far-right and the far-left political parties is also about the future of the country's democracy and freedom. Have you heard the words right and left to describe political parties before? Maybe when you watched the news or when you learned about politicians in school? On previous episodes, Matthew and I have talked about rights, like water rights, parental rights, the right to an abortion, and other rights. But when we talk about the political left or the political right, we mean something very different. Let's take a minute to look deeper into what these political labels mean. When you hear the words right and left in politics, these words reflect the spectrum 
or the scale of beliefs and values that people often place on their politics in this world. Politicians on the political left often support a more collective, expansive government. So they may value policies that increase government support, liberal spending to help the poor or the most vulnerable in our society, support for abortion, LGBTQ rights, and other and universal health care. Of course, what those politicians on the political left support changes a little bit in each country or city, but there are similarities in countries around the globe. On the other side of the spectrum is the political right. Politicians on the right often believe in a much more narrow government. They often campaign for limited spending, especially on social services, increased military budgets, decreased immigration, and sometimes fewer rights for LGBTQ people. If the far left and the far right are two ends of a spectrum or a scale— there are millions of people in the world whose politics fall in the middle between those two. The political left, both in your home country and around the world, share some ideas, but it's very possible for them to disagree about how to make those ideas into a reality. The political right is also a huge group of people at home and around the world who don't necessarily share the views of the most extreme far-right candidates. But... Over the past few years, far-right candidates, people who represent the most extreme, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, anti-Black, anti-Indigenous, and anti-Democratic views, have been gaining more and more support across the globe. In the United States, former President Donald Trump is an example of a modern far-right leader. So why is it a big deal that these very far-right candidates are getting so much support in their home countries. Italy has one of the darkest examples of far-right politics in modern history because from 1919 until 1945, the country was led by Benito Mussolini, who was a fascist. Fascism is a far-right political system that means little to no freedom for the people who live within it. Fascism has contributed to the oppression of Jewish people, the Roma people of Europe, LGBTQ and queer people, Black people, and people with disabilities in countries around the world. Mussolini was strongly anti-democracy and preferred a single-party government in Italy, where he and his party controlled everything. During World War II, Mussolini and Hitler were allies. Together, their nations and their political parties terrorized and killed millions of people across Europe. In fact, when the United States and the Allied nations joined forces in World War II, they were fighting against Nazism in Germany and fascism in Italy. During Mussolini's rule, and because of fascism, Italian people who disagreed or who did not fit the political leadership's ideal were harmed. Jewish people were jailed, and the people of Ethiopia were colonized by a cruel and violent government. It was a brutal time in history, and one that is important to remember if we want to make sure it never happens again. But according to PBS, while Germany went through a long and painful process reckoning with its past, Italians have in many ways simply turned a willful blindness to their own. Historian David Kurtzer of Brown University 
notes that there are 67 institutions for the study of resistance to fascism in Italy and virtually no center for the study of Italian fascism. In addition, Mussolini-era architecture and monuments are everywhere, from the EUR neighborhood in South Rome to the Olympic Training Center on the Tiber River, with its obelisk still bearing Mussolini's name. The Italian constitution bars the reconstitution of the fascist party, but far-right groups still display the fascist salute, and there continues to be an acceptance of fascist symbols, said Rutgers University professor T. Corey Brennan. Italy's prime minister-elect, Georgia Maloney, is the leader of a new fascist political party called the Brothers of Italy. As a young woman, she supported far-right fascist beliefs and policies. According to PBS, the tricolor flame on the flag of her Brothers of Italy party is a copy of a similar image used by the fascist political parties that came before her. According to the BBC, over the past few months, Maloney has tried to soften her fascist language to gain more popular votes. But her political history and beliefs could mean that Italy is on the path to return to the dangerous politics of exclusion and dictatorship. While Brazil does not have the same political history as Italy, it has also experienced dangerous far-right dictatorships. And if the current far-right president, Jair Bolsonaro, wins the runoff election at the end of October, there is a very real possibility of fascism taking a permanent hold over Brazilian politics. If you are not living in Italy or Brazil, and maybe even if you are, you may be wondering what you can do and how you can help. I've been wondering the same thing. One important thing to remember in all of this is that while many of us have different beliefs that fall on that left-to-right political spectrum, far-right fascist politics is brutal, violent, and harmful to everyday people. Andrea Mamone who is a historian at Sapienza University in Italy, had this to say when asked about keeping up fascist monuments in his country. There is a sort of normalization or legitimization of fascism. We should explain to people that that was a brutal regime, that that was a dictatorship. And even if we leave monuments, we should acknowledge that it's not democracy, it's something else. We can only remember this history and the dangers of fascism when we read and learn more about it. So your homework is to head to our show notes and read a little bit about these recent elections and the far-right candidates we mentioned. If you need a little help, ask the adults in your life if they can read along with you and talk about what's happening around the world. The more knowledge we have, the more we can pay attention to the politics developing around the world and in our own countries. And the more work we can do to defend our right to democracy and freedom. I'm Nicole, and this is Worth Noting. This episode of Worth Noting was written by me, Nicole Young. Editing and production support by Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kids Co. If you've enjoyed the show, consider giving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, you are always invited to listen to other podcasts 
made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.